bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. We are so dang happy that you decided to take time out of your day and join us right here on C19. Can you say dang on TV on cable? Well, I just did it. Uh, That's my word. You ask my kids. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to beep it so people will think <laughs> no, you really did say no, something. No, do not do that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. We are so <laughs> happy that you decided to take time out of your day and join us right here on C9. <laughs> on TV on cable? Well, I just did it. Uh, That's my word. Can... That's my wife that needs to be bleeped every time. That's she's... what I hear. <laughs> you know, who would have thought? No. I am Noel T. Man of the Second. I find her more interesting than ever now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that over there is Dr. Emmett Brown. Uh, Doc, we appreciate you being here, man. Thank you. I've got the hair for it, too. I mean. This humidity. It's not quite as wild. humidity. Oh, in the mornings you should see me. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. scary. Yeah. It well, it's, it's not too far from scary right now. Doc, we talk uh, movies. Uh, Right here on C19, Meet Me the Movies, um, info at c19.tv. If you want to send us an email and let uh, Mr. Tillman over there know about his hair and what kind of hair products would best fit. Hey, that's him. a good idea. You know, you were kidding. I'll take no, that I advice. like it. I like yeah. it. Now, and, and you and I both, we, we shaved. I had that kind of gravelly looking, you know, it was like a chia pet on the side of my face. I shaved. You shaved. I, I did. I would not have shaved today, uh, except you know, for, the were, show. for were it not for this show. Yeah. Well, good. And well, so, yeah, I'm somewhat professional. And, and for those that are listening on uh, on WGWG.org, you smiled when I said I'm professional. <laughs> no. I, I don't know how to take that. For those or that are just do, listening actually. to this and not seeing it, you, you just have to picture what we might look like. I look like Doc Brown. <laughs> yeah. I looked like uh, Grizzly Adams in his uh, uh, worst days. Yeah. No. You? No, you used to like Grizzly Adams. When you started growing the full beard. Oh, the beard last, yeah, last, uh, uh, yeah back in Spring. the winter. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, okay. we talk movies and, and things that don't matter much uh, about anything at all. Mr. Tim Foster, though, anytime we need somebody to give us some, some richness, some enthusiasm, some brilliance, it's Mr. Tim Foster on the Tim Can. He is a guy. I he thought you were going to say we ask him who to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the one that provides. <laughs> he provides the, the, the rich wisdom, and that's what I like to call him. He's the rich wisdom kind of guy. He's rich, all, about, all right. It's about cruises. He knows what cruises to take, and uh, and he knows the, the perfect. Yeah, see? He knows. And he know, knows not to go with his wife again <laughs> after she right. beat up on him last week. She just slapped you, man. You're still feeling that, aren't you? Still feeling that, yeah. Ring my bell. Oh, ring my bell, that's it. Hey, where was she from? Alicia Ward? Uh, Alicia Bridges. No, Alicia Bridges did I Love the Night Live. That's exactly right. She is right. from Lawndale. Yeah, Alicia. Anita Ward. Anita Ward. Did, did ring my bell, ring my and bell. I have no idea. Yes. Where did she come from? She right? was from Lawndale. No, I no, from Kaiser? No, no. Anita, no. Anita Ward was not from She was not from Kaiser? I don't think she's from North Carolina. Okay. Uh, email us, info at c19.tv, for that uh, 70s music classic background. Uh, Mr. Tillman's going to look that up while I, I tell you a few things about what you can expect on this week's show. Uh, a few weeks ago, we did a uh, kind of a Sounds of Summer special, Volume 1, as I like to call it. We looked at some of the uh, the best movie soundtracks. We need awards from Memphis. 
Memphis. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just finish the topic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for interrupting Sorry me. Sorry about that. Well, no problem. Well, we're, we're going to save that for the break and let people come back. They're not yes. going to be watching by then. <laughs> <laughs> so who's from Memphis? Anita Ward. Anita Ward. Yeah. And what about um, Amanda Bridges? Alicia Bridges? Yes, Alicia I Bridges. I don't know where Amanda Bridges is from. <laughs> Alicia, Alicia Bridges, Bridges from? is from Londo. <laughs> which I've already said, but it's all right. You gotta remind people they're uh, taking notes and they're you, checking. You're not listening. Pop to me. quiz. No one's listening. Pop quiz. To me. Story of my no. life. So anyway, anyway, we were talking about summer soundtracks a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And we got some emails on that. We got some non-viewer mail. Yeah. I, I bumped into people at the grocery store and they said, you know, you forgot this movie or you forgot this soundtrack or you didn't talk about this one. I said, well, were let they, me write were they them down. Rude? What were they rude? No, no, no. They, oh, okay. they just were disappointed. Oh, okay. and it's you know it's oh. only a, a thirty-minute show, and we only give you about twelve minutes of content that that really That's matters. That's true because we're wasting time we're like wasting this. Time. So I Emma said, Tim, give me that list, and uh, we'll bring it back for a, for a volume two. And so this is the perfect time you for a volume two. Can't see the graphic for your head. You for my head, move uh, the other sorry. one. See, it says two. Yeah, see, summer soundtracks volume two. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway, we thought we would dive in and give you some uh, more summer soundtracks that you may want to consider uh, for reasons why we consider them. What? No idea what that meant. I'm going to edit this more than <laughs> usual, I think. <laughs> so anyway, here's a summer soundtrack that was recommended. It actually was also on our list. We did not get to a few weeks ago. Uh, from August 11th, 1973, American Graffiti. Uh, this is a soundtrack that was really a celebration of the 50s and early 60s music. When most people look at it, they think, oh, it's that's 50s stuff. But it was 1962 was when the, the film was set. I didn't realize that. Yeah, set in 1962, and it was really all about cars, music, driving, uh, diners, uh, women, girls, and, and friendships. Got to throw that in the mix. Uh, 41 original hits, original to the time periods um, that this was, uh, this was released, or that it, this was set, not when it was released. Triple platinum in the U.S. Uh, peaked at number 10 on the uh, Billboard uh, Top 200 album chart. Francis Ford Coppola, or is it Coppola? Depends on who you ask. It's Coppola. Coppola. Uh, George Lucas, Ron Howard, Harrison Ford, Richard Dreyfuss, or Dreyfuss? Dreyfuss, I think. There you go. All of those were involved in this huge box office hit that also inspired the Happy Days TV series. I was going to say, I always assumed the Happy Days was inspired by the success yep. of American Graffiti. And even included uh, Ron, Ron Howard, Howard yeah. uh, who came to be a part of it. Uh, tunes on this soundtrack, Dale Shannon, Buddy Holly, uh, Chuck Berry, and the Beach Boys, a uh, huge soundtrack and, and one that really, uh, and also a movie that has continued to live on. Mm -hmm. Thoughts yeah. about uh, American Graffiti? I haven't seen it since it was out originally, and uh, or maybe I saw a reissue. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I don't remember that much about it. Wolfman Jack, you forgot him, I think. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And also, um, Mackenzie Phillips was also yeah. in this as well. Pre so. One Day at a Time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was, a, it was a, a film that had uh, a lot of impact on a lot of up-and-coming stars. And well. I, would, I think the success of that paved the way for Star Wars. Well, it, it definitely I think, did I think, Lucas. Well, yeah. I mean, I think George Lucas had enough clout right. that he was able to work on his pet project. And, and that's Star how Wars. Harrison Ford 
you know, got yeah, in the picture of Star a small Wars part because he had a small part in American yeah. Graffiti. He's a deal. cowboy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. some guy named Cowboy. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, American yeah. Graffiti on our list. Uh, Summer Soundtracks Volume 2 that uh, you should listen to or at least check out the movie. What's next on our list? Uh, well, you came up with a list, and I have not had time to do much research, but you've got Baby Driver down as number two. Baby Driver. Which was out last year. ton of fun. Kevin Spacey, I can't remember the, the guy that starred in it, though, that was so good in it. Yeah, young, a young guy, and I don't have his name yeah, written down, and yeah. not, a, not a name that everybody knows. It was Anita Ward, I think. Anita Ward. Yeah. It was Anita Ward uh, and Alicia Bell. Uh, they were the, the two uh, co-stars for Baby Driver. Yeah, this was released last year, uh, June 28, 2017. I had this as one of the most stylistically unique films of that summer. Uh, really, of, of any uh, of that year, uh, Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead, also uh, Ant-Man, he wrote and directed this crime-infused action comedy love story. And this movie, really, Greg, was more about music as a supporting character than anything else. And it did so using a lot of underused tunes. You may have recognized some of the artists, but some of the tunes, maybe not as much. Yeah. Uh, there were some. That's that, why I backed out on talking about it too much, because yeah. I like the music. And it was full of music, and yeah. it was a great soundtrack, but I didn't know many of the songs yeah. or the artists. But that music... And by the way, Baby was played by uh, Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. I'm the R&D guy here, you know. Thank you. Uh, Ansel Elgort, we appreciate, uh, appreciate you, and you're welcome on the show. Who coincidentally is from Polkville. Anytime. You're welcome anytime. Polkville's the short drive. Tim, Tim loved that. Tim was like, what the... What the Shaka Khan? It's been brought to my attention that I laugh like an old man. <laughs> but that's okay. And I don't know. It's like I smoke four packs a day, and I don't. I've never. You never smoked. have smoked. No, I guess yeah. I'm just. I guess I'm just an old yeah. man. Well, yes, you are. Well, uh, An Ansel Elsgort. What's his name? Ansel. I don't know. Elgort. 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 Ansel. Uh, you know the the music for this movie, Baby Driver, is what we're trying to talk about. Really provided depth to the characters and also the yeah. story. It was yeah. a huge impact uh, on that film. Golden Earring. Uh, had a tune in this, Sam and Dave. Uh, Queen had a song that's not your, you know, hit that everybody thinks about. Also, Simon and Garfunkel had the uh, the title track. Right. Uh, so those were some of the featured artists uh, for Baby Driver uh, that was out last year. A, a really, really great. Uh, How did that soundtrack do, by the way? Did it? It did pretty well. Yeah, yeah it did pretty well. It. Uh, I think it did better for some of the downloads than it did as far as the single downloads than it did the full soundtrack. But it definitely caught the attention. Uh, of a lot of people, including me. It was a film that I went to see not having uh, high expectations for at all. And I saw it as a double feature, that and um, um, and the uh, Planet of the Apes film that was out. And they both had a lot of sign language and had some things like that. So it was an interesting combination. I just realized the list we're going through, the ones that I have, I haven't seen. And the ones you have, I've seen. So okay. thanks, thanks, Noel. Well, I look more I'll stupid than usual. Well, number three on the list, and I'll let you talk about this, is Back to the Future. This was released. Now, I've seen like 40 times, but no, you, you took dibs. <laughs> July 3rd, 1985. Give me some of your thoughts on Back to the Future. Uh, I mean, a lot of period music, some Chuck Berry and things like that. But Huey Lewis and the News is what stands out yeah. to me with that. Power of Love. Yeah. Uh, back in time. And, yeah. And, uh, Especially Power of Love. Yeah. I, I never get tired of the movie. I never get tired of that song. This was a movie that had a troubled past, a yeah. troubled early production. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric Stoltz was cast as Marty McFly. I would love to see those clips. I've seen them. You've seen I've them? I've seen them. How did you find those? They're, they're, they're available now. I've you can find them. Really? Yeah, you can find them. Okay. Uh, you just have to know who to call. Call Tim Foster. Tim Foster can get you with those clips, and that's at info at c19.tv. Just uh, ask for Tim to get you access to those clips. Can I, I call you? you can, no, 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 you got to call, call Tim. Call Tim. 
The movie uh, Trouble Production, Eric Stoltz was cast as Marty McFly. It just didn't work. It wasn't clicking. And so they shut down the production. They recast with Michael J. Fox. And it's hard to imagine anybody else in that role. Once that happened, it kind of changed the whole complexion of that film, of what we expect and what we think about with Marty McFly. Mm -hmm. Three films total. And you also had an animated series that came out of this. And you, as, as we talked about, as you mentioned, the soundtrack, really solid. This was a huge hit for Huey Lewis um, for that. Uh, Who has a cameo in it. Yeah, he has a cameo. Yeah. Power of Love. Uh, he also got an Oscar nomination for, for that, that song uh, as well. Uh, the film had a production uh, budget of $19 million, brought in $381 million worldwide. Wow. Well, uh, let's take, a, take one more song. Uh, one more song. One more film. Soundtrack. Right. Uh, we're talking about the uh, Summer Sounds of Summer, the Summer Soundtracks of Summer Volume 2. Uh, this movie was released in 1978. It was actually released in April 20th of 1978, but the soundtrack had a lot of legs, a lot more legs than the film did. The film was called FM. Right. And it was a double soundtrack, and by that we mean it had two LPs that were released. Now right. you just release 40 songs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this was really a, a, a movie about. Um, FM radio and the impact on FM radio, and it was looking at independent radio. But when commercial and uh, you know commercial start trying to overtake, mm -hmm. uh, and all of a sudden the music be becomes a background to what people really wanted to hear, and so you've got some DJs and some of the others trying to say, yeah, we're going to go rogue. Yeah. We're going to play more music and fewer commercials, and you yeah. kind of see what happens. Well, you know, I'm old enough, obviously, and you may be too, to remember when you listened to AM. Oh, yeah. No one really listened to FM. It had uh, Madhavani, and, and not that there's anything wrong with Madhavani, but it, it was soft elevator kind of music. Right. And you just didn't pay any attention to, to FM. Well, the first job I had was working at an AM station in Wilson, North Carolina. Uh, there was um, a, a DJ by the name of Buck Jones, was the DJ's name, and this was a block format station, and they played rock and roll. It was a lot, a lot like WKRP, yeah. where you would have rock and roll, you would have R&B and soul, you'd have a little something else, and Buck Jones had a country show. And that's how I cut my teeth on, on early radio, was this AM station, um, and, and learning all these different formats. And mm -hmm. so... I remember people asking me, hey, what kind of music do you like? I'm like, it depends on my mood. And I'm still that way. Yeah. I like country. I like rock. I like R&B. It, it all depends. And so, but yeah, once FM started making its mark, AM started getting kind of pushed back. But this movie, FM, uh, the movie itself was not incredibly successful, but the soundtrack was pretty incredible. Uh, Bob Seger, Steely Dan, Tom Petty, The Eagles, Linda Ronstadt, Boston, Joe Walsh had some solo tracks. Uh, it was really pretty amazing. It was a top five soundtrack in the Billboard album chart, uh, earned platinum, um, platinum category, and also uh, won the 1979 Grammy Award for Best Engineered Album. I don't know why I didn't see this when it was out originally, and I know FM was obviously written for, right, for Steely FM, Dan. and I heard that on the radio yesterday. Yeah. The other songs you mentioned by Bob Seger and Linda Ronstadt and the others, were those cherry-picked off of some of the earlier hits? Some like of the, a jukebox, some were. Like a jukebox soundtrack? Yeah, some were. FM, one of those uh, cult classic films that I really enjoyed just because I worked in radio mm -hmm. early on yeah. and still, still am connected to radio today. Yep. So you are watching... Uh,
What is this? Oh, it's maybe in the movies on C19 I'm glad TV. you brought that up. I'm glad. <laughs> I wouldn't have known. I have no idea where I am. And if you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening to WGWG, that's WGWG.org, where you can always download the podcast as well. We'll be back with more summer movie soundtracks right here. Volume 2 with, uh, with Greg Tillman, uh, Noel Manning, and Tim Foster there on the Tim Tim. Right after this quick break. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. Uh, this is the uh, Summer Soundtracks, Soundtracks of Summer Volume 2. I'll get it out. Soundtracks of Summer two. Volume 2 right here. I spent a whole five minutes on that graphic. We can at least show <laughs> the whole tell. thing once. I can tell. Yeah. C19TV and WGWG.org is where you can find this show uh, each week, and we appreciate everybody who decides to spend time with us. Well, yeah, Greg, you're a big fan of vampires. You're, you're a big fan really, of, okay. of werewolves. Anyway. You're yeah. a big fan of surfing. Uh, you're, a, you're a big fan of, of California. Are we talking about surfing vampires? Yes. Well, yes. That's the well, next uh, movie on our list. Oh, I get it. <laughs> hey. Okay. So tell me about this uh, soundtrack of summer from 1987. Lost Boys? Lost I, Boys. I can't. I, I didn't. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie. Now, if you saw it, what do you think you would think about this movie? Surfing vampires. <laughs> what do you think of that, Mr. Tim Foster on the Tim Cam? Yeah, yeah, yeah surfing vampires. Was yeah. uh, Frankie and Annette in it? <laughs> no, but really, it was the vampires meet surfing safari meet Peter Pan. That's how I described this movie. I would movie. love to see vampires meet Frankie and Annette. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a horror comedy. It, it, it was... You know, in the 80s, in the mid 80s, I'm sorry. They made a couple of them too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, three of them. Actually. Three. Okay. Um, in the mid 80s. I didn't see any of them. <laughs> mid 80s. But I like the second one best. The mid 80s. I'll get it out. The mid 80s. You, <laughs> you had these horror comedies. You know, it was it was all about reaching the teenage audience. Yeah. yeah. And there were a lot of these that that were that PG-13 moving over into the R rating um, range that that. We're having fun with, with being horror films. Was that trend kicked off by American Werewolf in London? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I'm not, I have to look back and look at the time frame. That was 79, maybe? I think it was early 80s. Was it early 80s? Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. And then you had Fright Night, and then this movie also did that. Our R&D guy is going to check that out. But the movie Lost Boys from uh, July of 1987 uh, had Kiefer Sutherland, also had the Corey brothers in this, and, and quite a few others. Really one of my personal favorites of 1987 for a lot of different reasons. Uh, the soundtrack had In Excess, Echo and the Bunnymen, Roger Daltrey, and from the band Foreigner, Lou Graham, uh, had a really great song. Uh, Lost Boys um, was a song on this. The budget for this, $8 million. Not a huge budget for this kind of film. $32 million at the box office, so it did pretty well. Uh, it opened up at number two at the box office that, that year. Number one film at that time? The Bond film, Living Daylights. Really? So they, I think if Bond hadn't have been there, this would have been the number one film. Uh, it stayed in the top ten at the box office for four weeks uh, in the summer of 1987. So it had a lot of success. The soundtrack uh, did pretty well, especially uh, for those AAA stations, uh, stations that played uh, adult album alternative and 
uh, stations that wanted to play those um, kind of deep cuts. Yeah. A lot of deep cuts on this particular soundtrack. American Werewolf was out in 81. 81, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 81. American Werewolf in London, yeah, I think that, that definitely kicked off. Uh, the, it definitely kicked off effects from a, from a horror standpoint, but yeah, the comedy We have it well. together, don't we? We, we do, yeah. we do. And that's the thing, that's the cool thing about the show. If we don't have the answer, we'll find it out for you uh, if we think about it. So Lost Boys, <laughs> Lost Boys on our summer soundtracks, uh, volume two, right here. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you did see this movie. Great movie. Great yep. movie. Wonderful from, movie. From Wonderful 20, soundtrack. 2014. Yep. Let's get your thoughts on why you think this movie was so great. <clears throat> well, I think it comes down to your opinion on 70s music. Okay. And yeah. I know I'm a product of that, that period, uh, and I enjoy playing that music. Uh, but I, I think there's a reason for it. I think it's just good music. Yeah. 70s are some, sometimes derided as being associated too closely with disco. Right. There was a lot of great music yeah. in the 70s. Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, and on and on. A lot of one-hit wonders had a lot of great yeah. songs. And they picked, cherry-picked some really good, yeah. really good songs. Yeah, from, they really did. From that period for the, for the film. Yeah, and this was a film that, and we've talked about this several times on and off the air, but when, when I first heard they were doing Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm thinking, why? Yeah, me too. Why, why is Marvel choosing this? But they chose right. Yeah. They chose not just the right um, the right superheroes to go after, but also the right way of going after it. Having a lot of fun with this, and this was one of my favorite comedies of that year. And you know, the film did exceed expectations on a lot of levels, not just as far as you and I are concerned, but also from a box office standpoint. Uh, and also spawned a sequel, and also and that some, had a good soundtrack. And had a great soundtrack, and also even if you look at the Avengers: Infinity War. The, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy had a pretty good segment within that as well. Classic tunes on this soundtrack, including movie, uh, songs from 10CC, Jackson 5, Marvin uh, Gaye, and also Blue Suede. Uh, the album uh, did quite, quite well. Um, it, was on, it was number one on the Billboard Top 200 chart. Now listen to this. This is pretty cool. Uh, it was number one for 16 weeks. Not 16 consecutive weeks, but 16 weeks. I didn't realize that. Uh, and it's the only time that a soundtrack has been released with previously released songs to make it to number one. Huh. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. You know, because every which song... Which is, again, a testament to the music, Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and uh, 1.7 million copies. Uh, it was the second best-selling soundtrack of 2014. Wow, I didn't know that. Frozen yeah. was number one. Well, there you go. That. So... Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, August 1st, 2014, on our list of Summer Soundtracks, Volume 2. Got one more I want to make sure I mention. Uh, this is from 1999, uh, number one box office hit with uh, Julia Roberts, Richard Gere. Uh, not Pretty Woman. Uh, this is Runaway Bride. This was their second time uh, getting back together again. Yeah. Gary Marshall uh, also involved in this. Uh, found a way to kind of bring that chemistry back between these two, and I think it really worked this time. As and it well. made money. I, I don't know why they didn't team up again. I agree. They had two big ones, and kind of. Yeah, they just they just had this chemistry. We saw it in Free Woman. We saw it in this film, and uh, it, it wasn't a sequel, but it was just bringing those those actors. Yeah. The chemistry was yeah. there. Yeah. You really Same saw with the Meg chemistry. Ryan and Tom Hanks. They only did a couple together. I agree. And you can't count Joe versus a volcano. Uh, I still do. Yeah, but it's a different that's kind three, of thing. Yeah, different kind of thing. Yeah. But this soundtrack was pretty, pretty awesome as well. Music by U2, the Dixie Chicks, Billy Joel, Holland Oates. Uh, the soundtrack was a real big favorite of my daughter uh, when she was younger. She loved this soundtrack. And the great thing about the choices for the songs is every song connected to the film. So lyrically, if you look at it, there are songs that relate to relationships, that relate to brides, 
or uh, not finding what you're looking for. In the same way that Forrest Gump. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Uh, used music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so great soundtrack, uh, Runaway Bride from 1999. Yeah. Actually, we do have time for, for some more. Cocktail. Cocktail. You have to hear cocktail. Tom Cruise. Go for it. Uh, Brian. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. I, I remember uh, the Beach Boys. Beach man, Boys. I, I don't know. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. I don't Tim. Know. Tim, you saw a cocktail with Tom Cruise. You loved the music. You, you, did, you did. Yeah. And you also, you loved learning how to mix drinks from watching that as well. Yes. Learned. Look at him. He can do it. Check that out. He was awesome. like seven, too. That's he the was sad seven. part of it. He and I need to change places. He watches more movies than <laughs> I do, at least lately. Well, that movie was released, yeah. Yeah, he used to watch five movies. Uh, the movie was released in 1988. Uh, Tom Cruise uh, really brought this Beach Boys hit to life. Brian Brown. I'm sorry? Brian Brown was in it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, yeah, I know some of that. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Shue, I think, was in this was as she? well. Okay. I don't know. But I, I, I will edit this part. Yeah, Anita Ward, Anita Ward was in it. Yeah, Alicia Shue was in it. Uh, Kokomo was the song. Uh, this movie was a top 10 box office hit for 12 weeks. The soundtrack also featured uh, Ry Cooter, uh, Robert Palmer, the Georgia Satellites, and North Carolina's own David Wilcox. Uh, the Beach Boy tune was number one. United States, Japan, and Australia. Australia, number one for two months. Uh, also earned a Grammy nomination and a Golden Globe nomination. Uh, this was the Beach Boys, only their fourth number one hit, which really kind of well, surprised me. That surprises me. me, too. They had tons and of hits. And their last, I guess, probably. Yeah, fourth number yeah. one hit, uh, marking the 22nd year after their first number one hit, which was Good Vibrations. So Good Vibrations, released in 66 Kokomo, 22 years yeah. later, number yeah. one hit wow. for the Beach Boys. Co Cocktail is the name of that movie and that movie soundtrack. Well, we're going to wrap things up with a movie quote, as we always like to do. This comes from a movie uh, from the summer, um, a Caddyshack we talked about on a previous film. Yeah. Ty Cobb, not Ty Cobb, Ty Webb was the character <laughs> played by Chevy Chase. And he I'd said, like to see Ty Cobb doing that. <laughs> Chevy Chase's character, Ty Webb, said, stop thinking, let things happen, hey, and be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. I don't think that fit Ty Cobb's no, mentality. No, we no, really didn't, but he was a baseball player. Yeah. So there you go. That's it uh, for the Meet Me at the Movies uh, Summer Soundtracks, Sounds of Summer, Volume 2, right here on C19 TV and WGWG.org. Till next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II. That's Greg Tillman, and back there on Mission Control is Tim Foster. Till next time, thank you so much. That's a wrap. Happy